Welcome to the Wonderland. A podcast with coaches Amanda Jones and Alex Linares. Listen in as they drop down the rabbit hole to explore reality, suffering and awakening. Leave your worries and fears behind and get ready for a taste of the Wonderland. Welcome to episode 27 of The Wonderland, The Spiral. Before I dive right in, I just wanted to extend an invitation for anyone who has a question for us or a topic that you'd love to hear us tackle here uh, at The Wonderland. Uh, please feel free to email us or any comments. Um, at, please email us at podcast dot the wonderland at gmail.com so looking forward to hearing from you and uh hope that we get some fun themes and uh topics for the the next few months so back to the spiral i will start by giving a lot more context and content for this one because it is a term that kind of has a come out of a lot of conversations and in, in kind of, I would say, a smaller group. Uh, and then it just kind of has a life of its own and it it, it encompasses a lot. Um, so when we, when I say the spiral and when I refer to the spiral, it has to do, it's in reference to that feeling of seeing something again and seeing it in a new way. And this has a positive connotation to it um, most of the time, although the spiral can be a little a little um, hairy and scary sometimes as we're going through it. But it's when we're in this um, in this process of of seeing life um, in a different way of of underst- or or maybe seeing things anew, experiencing things anew there's this almost like familiarity with something that comes up and say like, oh, a year ago, I thought I saw this and and it did, it felt like it did something that I found some freedom in it. And then it kind of collapsed into life, right? I, I mm-hmm. kept living my life as it was. And then all of a sudden I feel through a certain circumstance that may be similar or something that, that came up recently now I see it anew it it feel it was the same thing that I saw then but now it's from a different angle or a little deeper and there's a lot of adjectives that we use to describe it but there's that underlying idea that this is something familiar that I've encountered that I've seen that that either either helped me or, or helped me um, understand um, myself or a situation in a certain way and you know we talk about this in in kind of the the language of this understanding and this conversation um and we say like oh you know i feel like i'm in the spiral of it right like i'm going through the spiral seeing this new uh and i wanted to to bring it up as its own episode because um a few episodes back when we were talking about the crashes uh we we received a lot of feedback on it resonating the idea of again as as something that sometimes we don't realize that is anchored in the past, which is interesting, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. again, just means that I think I'm seeing the same thing over again, but that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. How could I be seeing the same thing? 
And that the crash has had that negative connotation, right? Like, oh, you know, this again. The spiral is almost the opposite. It's like, ooh, this again, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. this is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and I think the the spiral is just such a beautiful shape uh, to really contemplate. And I just want to, I'm just curious, what, what do you, what do you see and how do you, you see the spiral, the phenomena of the spiral? Yeah, I think uh, one of my favorite ways to describe it that I've heard is a spiral is a circle broken open. So where once we feel like we're in a, you know, hamster wheel of a circular kind of prison cell that the same things keep coming up and coming up and coming up the spiral breaks is broken open so there's more of a um a expansiveness there's more of a, a feeling of movement in more dimensions <laughs> rather than a circle so that's how i see it and i think i think a lot of times in our when the conversations I have with clients, the spiral comes up in a negative connotation, like the crashes. I'm in the back of the spiral. I can't see anything. I don't know anything. I've forgotten everything. It's all dark. I'm in a cave. And um, what comes out of that is this sense of hope that you will be moved to the front of the spiral, um, which is fine and beautiful. But what what if we hang out wherever we happen to be in this in this spiraling, knowing that it's not about hope to see something deeper or better, but more of, of a, a curiosity and fascination for this sense of everything I thought I knew has collapsed and it's and it's dark. And why is that inherently scary or bad or bad news? And it's going to be because it means something about me. Yeah, I, I love that. And I love the the idea of that circle broken open. And it, if we look at the spiral in nature, it, it is an expansive shape. But at any one point in that spiral, you don't know which way it's going. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's what you're speaking to there. Mm-hmm. Right. When you, we reflect on being in the spiral, depending on the direction that that it, that you glance at. Right. That spiral is either going inwards, downwards or outwards into the expansion. And and that in itself is arbitrary. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of a, a really cool thing to see is just even that the inconsistency of that. Um how we can have um um we can take an experience and because we're connecting it uh and really kind of looking back at that idea of familiar right because i think that's the critical piece for anything whether it's a crash or the spiral and it's you know moving in a direction that we like versus a direction that we don't is the idea that this feels familiar i've been in a similar place before and there's something to be seen in order to progress or move in a certain direction. And that's, I love your, your pointing into that as, you know, that, that's the place to look like, oh, the idea that, that mm-hmm. something's familiar. So I'm in memory one. And the idea that because I'm seeing this, it was either good or bad. 
and it moved me in a certain direction, that's future. Like those two things are just naturally knocking you out of the moment and using the past to create a whole framework for how life works. Yes. And isn't that, that's always happening. It's that remembered past and projected future. Boom. In a split second, that becomes the landscape and a circle, really, if that's, if that's where we feel like we have to exist and that's the only place to be. I mean, what, you know, the mind's like, where else am I? There's this, you remind me of this quote says the universe is an ongoing explosion. That's where you live in an explosion. Also, we absolutely don't know what living is. Sometimes atoms arranged in a certain way just get very haunted. That's us. When an explosion explodes hard enough, dust wakes up and thinks about itself. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, that. really, that's, that's, it's so succinct in that we don't know what's happening, but there is a sense of, an explosion in terms of not knowing what's going to happen in the next moment, in terms of uh, time being fluid and kind of um, un- unknown. I, as I was mentioning, I, I love the shape of the spire. I was walking, there was a storm uh, that came through close enough uh, here in Florida that that we had a lot of shells coming into the beach. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, doing my my beach walk and picking up a, a lot of shells and just just in wonder just how the the shape of the spiral shows up in in nature uh, in so many ways. And um, so I started looking a little bit into that, like what is this shape, right? And there's some mathematical theories and mm-hmm. measurements of it and uh, but what I really loved in, in relevant to this conversation is that what the, the closest explanation we have for why the, the spiral exists in so many biological and natural organisms is because of the principle of parsimony, which essentially says that, that um, things that are connected behave in the simplest form. Mm. So the spiral is kind of the, the, the simplest form for, for there to be movement. Mm -hmm. And that is, that makes absolute sense to me. Like, why would something feel familiar, feel, you know, kind of circular, but still moving, right? Which is what a spiral is. And it's, it, what we can understand. And, and explain is that it's because it's the easiest way to move. It's the easiest way for the the least effort. Yeah. So to that that really landed with me in terms of the spiral. That it's not something that we make happen, or that it's just a natural movement like the weather, like everything else in the universe. Our our galaxy itself is a spiral, not because there was this grand plan for it to be a spiral and it needs effort to do that, but because it's the easiest, most um, inherent way for it to move and expand. Uh, So I just love thinking about that when I hear, when again comes up 
and the spiral comes up, whether it has a positive or negative connotation, it's like, oh, it's just the easiest way for for this mind, this body, this organism, this perceived organism to move uh, in this experience. Wow, I love that because you would think, or I mean, my mind would think in the before times that a circle is the simplest way for movement, but it's not, is it? It's a feedback loop. The same. Uh, there's no. There's no expansion. I mean, the circle could could expand. I I, I suppose. But now we're getting into geometry, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know about that. But you reminded me of this of the juxtaposition between the simple and the this this idea of chaos. And the chaos theory I I I looked up and it says chaos theory categorizes humans as complex, adaptive and open systems and therefore can explain how humans grow and change in a non-linear fashion. So the non-linear fashion of chaos is akin to the spiral, isn't it? Yes. It's non-linear. It's, it's change. It's adapting. It's movement. I love that. I love that because I, you, you know, I love chaos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan. And... Um, it is. And the more we've studied it, the more we realize that order is the exception. Um, it's truly the exception. But in the, in the greater context of chaos, order just happens every once in a while. It's chaotically then, ordered. Yes. And then it, and then it disappears. Yeah. And, yeah. um, but it, it is all pointing to that movement. I'm glad you brought that up because it is all pointing to, to the movement. And that's what, when I'm personally in the spiral, um, and when I talk to, to people who feel that they're in that experience, my pointing is not at the content that's coming up in the spiral, but the very movement of the spiral that, yes. that it just happens naturally. And then we can, um, we don't have to be precious about what's being seen as meaningful as much as just being reminded of the cons the consistent movement of our experience and um yeah I, I i personally find a lot of freedom in that yes i mean any any time the mind re relaxes its grasp on the content its own content in the story there is a sense of relief of expansion because the content is circular isn't it it's 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 completely circular with no exit especially if there's a problem conceived and then trying to be solved we just bounce between a and b or pro and con forever mm -hmm. so to to see that there's another way that the mind can can release a little bit into the spiraling and and like you said notice the movement of it all content doesn't matter and also be in the awe that this mind, this brain, this body has a concept of familiar in the first place. Like how mm. fascinating is mm. that, that we can remember <laughs> that, that we have memories, that we have a felt sense of familiar and 
And if we sit in that, in the in the manifestation of that, you know, what what we're referring to as a spiral without the content, that's that's when the word that's always pointing to the wonderland. Yes. I just want to note that um because I can hear some minds already arguing, which is good. <laughs> but we're not saying that content is irrelevant all the time. Sometimes the content is a way to to um, spiral out of itself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it can be an entryway into the spiraling. But it, that's a slippery slope for a lot of us because it, it, the content itself is, is necessarily very compelling and seductive. So the mind likes to hang out there for however long. Um, but that, that hanging out there in the content is another illustration of the movement that, yeah. that we're pointing to. Yeah. Th- thank you for, for, you know, pointing that out. And, and what I would, say to that is that in that that I think one of the things we we point at in a lot of our discussions is the increased inherent capacity that we have to be in both the mm-hmm. content and the zoomed out right because sometimes it sounds like we we are excluding part of that yes. that if we're not in if we're not paying attention or focusing the content like we could make that decision but yeah first uh, of all <laughs> yeah yeah um but really to explore the fact that all this is already happening yeah. and just realizing that you what feels like focus in the content naturally arises and then sometimes the the focus may open up you know the aperture mm-hmm. where we see the 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 larger kind of I don't want to call it a process. I use that word a lot and it doesn't make any sense. But the the just really the movement, the movement uh, yes. of it all. Yes. The, the 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 then we reflect back and call it a pattern and give it a name and all of that. But uh yeah, I think that's that's a really good point. It's to to just realize that that aperture um increasing lets you take it all in at once where yeah. the content is part of it. Yes, exactly. Because the way I think Throughout all of our episodes, it can sound like we're t- uh, we're describing something to the exclusion of something else, mm-hmm. like, and that's the na- you know nature of language. It's dual. Yeah. So I love to um, just remind us all that that's not what we're saying. Yes. <laughs> that the way that we can even communicate is going to necessarily imply a good and bad a truth and a falsity, um, you know, the opposites. So yeah. keep that in mind if, if, uh, what you're, if the, if your mind, your mind, whatever that is, gets a little bit, um, lost in its, um, arguing about the words. Well, to, to close today, I, I wanted to, um, men, uh, share one of my favorite kind of tongue-in-cheek um, quotes from Tallulah Bankhead. And she says, if I had to live my life again, I'd make the same mistakes only sooner. This has been The Wonderland Podcast. 
If you'd like to explore further with Amanda or Alex, visit Amanda's website at uncoverispace.com or Alex's website at kanemacoaching.com.